Hello, my fellow business peeps, and welcome to Making Sales Social Live, brought to you by Social Sales Link. I'm Bob Woods, and I'm joined by co-host and fellow LinkedIn authority and virtuoso, and yeah, I really worked thesource.com this week for that one, Bryn Tillman. Hi, Bob Woods. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm great now that I'm hanging out with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get this show on the road because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. So today we're going to discuss a topic we don't talk about nearly enough, but it's one that I love because it can be both so much fun and helpful to a wide community of business development professionals that we don't normally talk to. And that's business to consumer or B2C sales. So while LinkedIn and social selling are tailor-made for business-to-business or B2B sales, they can be used effectively for B2C as well. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to skip that normally long and stuffy intro and get right into it. Let's talk really quick about how B2C works on LinkedIn because it is, while LinkedIn and social selling can be used for it, it is a little different, Bren. Yeah, you know, we work with tons of financial advisors and bankers that are selling into consumers, families, individuals, not just commercial. And, you know, a lot of them come to us and say, well, you know, everyone says LinkedIn's a B2B platform, but really we're B2C, business to consumer. How does it work? Well, there are a few things. LinkedIn has some great filters that allow us to make lists and find people with B2B filters, right? Like industry that they're in or the title that they hold inside of a company. B2C, you can't search, I want people between the ages of 35 and 60. And I want, you know, brown hair and green eyes and whatever it is, right? Like all those things that you know, in the B2C world, but what we can do is find other professionals that are selling to the same client, like CPAs, you know, right? Like, so they're working with individuals and families or, so you need as a B2C person to look at LinkedIn, not as this is my lead list tool, but this is my networking tool. This is how I come and engage with great referral partners. One last thing before I throw it back to you, Bob. What I think is really critical is if you're B2C, most cases, your geographic location matters. And that is a filter that you can use in B2C. So you may not be able to search by age, by gender, what, but you can search by geographic location. And we're going to go through a whole bunch of ways to use LinkedIn or steps to use LinkedIn from a B2C world. So now I'll throw it back to you. Bob. Yeah. So there's one other big thing that I like to call LinkedIn when, when B2C is actually using it. And that's actually B2B to C because you're actually 
networking with other business professionals. So that's where the B2B part comes in. But ultimately, you're all looking for the more consumer market as opposed to the more business market. So that's where the 2C comes in. So B to B to C. That's what you're really looking for here. I love that. That's awesome. Next, we're going to talk about shifting your profile from a resume to a resource. That's something that we talked a lot about. Yeah, that's numero dos, shifting your uh, profile from a resume to a resource. That's something we talk a lot about with B2B people. Guess what? It's the same thing with B2C. It is. You want to start or should I go? You go ahead. Okay, so you're you're 100% right, Bob. It is the same thing. We need to create curiosity to resonate with our visitor, to teach them something new that gets them thinking differently about their current situation and creates a compelling moment. Now, I know that's a lot, and we want our profile, and we'll get to content, same concept. But the goal is when they show up at this profile of yours, that they go, oh, she works with people like me. Oh, he serves people like me, right? So if we include who you help, how you help them, the results you bring and what you do starting in your headline, immediately when someone gets to your profile, they understand. The other thing I want to throw in is everyone on LinkedIn that's in business is also a consumer. So while you can't filter and search for them with the right engagement and then visiting your profile, you can hit them from the consumer mindset versus the B2B. Absolutely. And getting back to that kind of, it's almost targeting to a certain extent. So we have a big client where where we redo a lot of their profiles and and this is a financial services type of company and there's other things too but mainly financial services is who we work with and sometimes they come to me it's like i help you know anyone and everyone and that's fine and then we work with it other times it's like well i help you know pre-retirees or people who are just about ready to retire to full retirement you can actually address all of that in throughout your profile, starting with your headline so that people, again, just like Bryn said, will feel like that you are someone who could potentially help them. And you can do it in a targeted way too. And I just mentioned financial professionals as one, but you can do that with any type of business, you know, really nail down who it is that you could help throughout your profile. I love that you mentioned that sometimes they come to you and say, we can help everyone. It's like the Mary Kay person that says, you know, I can sell to anyone with skin. So, you know, I want you to think clearly what Bob said. If you're saying I can sell to anyone, then no one believes you sell to them. So if you can narrow that down, sometimes I've seen you write headlines for this client that says helping individuals and families do X, Y and Z. At least they go, oh, I'm an individual or I'm part of a family. Like at least you're bringing in a market. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. And then also profiles work in other ways too. And one of the points that I'm going to be talking about a little farther down, this is where profile is going to help too. So stay tuned for that. How's that for a tease? The next one is identifying referral. Uh, Yeah, we're on number three now. 
I keep number three. my numbers. Number three, I can count. Believe me. Uh, <laughs> identifying referral sources. So this is huge, right? So if we are a financial advisor that is working with individuals and families, who else are they working with that could become really good referral partners? So if you go to your client and say, who's your CPA? Do you like her? Yeah, she's awesome. Fabulous. Would you be open to either giving me their information and me reaching out or making an introduction? And you can start to, you know, who else do they work with, right? There are probably tax attorneys or estate planner, estate attorneys, right? So identify the other professionals that your client is working with, get either introductions or connections with them, and then build rapport and they become great referral partners. Here's the thing. They will 100% take your call. When you say, hey, we're both working with the same client, because they never wanted to come back to them that they didn't take your call or that, you know, because it will get back to that client. So they're going to take your call simply because of that relationship, right? So that's really important. Number two, they're more apt to refer you and you can be more comfortable referring them because they came vetted and you came vetted, right? You already have a shared share client. Now, uh, once you build a relationship and don't do this on the first call, you'll blow it. But once you build rapport and a relationship with them, invite them to go through your connections and build the list of people that you might want to meet. You can do the same, review the list and potentially make some introductions for one another. Now, you don't have to limit this to LinkedIn, right? You can have a conversation about what clients do you have in that don't like their financial planner. What, you know, you can have, it does not have to be limited to LinkedIn, but when you start on LinkedIn, it makes everything that much easier. So much easier. So much easier. Absolutely. So number four, we've kind of gone through a little bit already, but asking your clients for intros into their other people's, you know, again, I going messed through- that up. That's okay because we could just push it really quick. And actually, I'm I'm going to use another really quick example here. So, um, real estate agents, you go in and you know with a real estate agent, their clients may be using a CPA, they may be using a financial advisor, they may be using you, you know lawn people and fix it people and you know, construction, general contractors, all those other people that, that real estate realtors and people like that would love to talk to. So, you know, that's, that's just a way to kind of expand your thinking into, you know, who do my clients interact with who I may be able to get referrals from and, and establish a true referral relationship with them. So the next one, we're actually going to combine number five and number six together because they're a little different, but they're essentially the same. So number five is viewing clients' connections for other people uh, like them and then searching clients' connections for other people that who are like them, essentially, Brian. Okay. So the first one is when you go to someone's profile, you'll see on the right-hand side, other people like them. People also viewed. It's called people also viewed. But this is mostly used by recruiters. So typically, they're very similar types of people. So that's the first one. The second one, right, we we talked already about searching our clients' connections for referral partners. But we can also, if they happen to be a small business owner, who else are they connected to that are small business owners? Even if you're not working 
working with them from a business perspective, they hired you from a personal perspective. So more people like them will probably hire you from a personal perspective or are likely absolutely. to likely to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the next one, I think what I'm number? primarily, uh, this one's number seven. I'm going to okay. primarily take this one because I've, I've got a couple of hopefully nuggets here engaging with local influencer content. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. So local influencers can be a wide variety of people. It can be other people, you know, who are in those allied professions that, that you may want to network with. Sometimes it might be like just media outlets or, or things like that. If, if they do something, a story on something that falls within your category, you might be able to engage there. So now the thing with local influencer content though, is that they may not be posting on LinkedIn. In fact, um, and, and that's going to very, very, very widely by individual markets. So some markets, you know, just taking um, media outlets, for for example, some do on LinkedIn and some may be on Facebook or Twitter or, um, or Instagram. Those are probably the three main areas where they may be. Don't be afraid to engage there. So the key though is and this gets back to number two, uh, shifting your profile from a resume to a resource. And this is where this also comes in here. All of those other places have somewhere within the profiles that you do with, with them. So like on your Twitter profile, on your Facebook profile, you can put a link in there to anywhere that you want. Put your LinkedIn profile link in there. So that when they do go check you out on those, they're then taken to your LinkedIn profile, which has been converted from a resume to a resource. So they'll learn a lot more about you and know that, you know, that you are the person that they should be in front of. The other nice thing is that, and this works almost all the time, is that they will then show up in your who's viewed your profile as well when they that do is, click through. Yeah. That's it doesn't work all the time. It depends on their settings, but more often than not, they will show up and you know that that person has clicked through because they were interested in you and you know that they click through. I love that. That's a great tip. I'd also say, look at their company pages, you know, on, on their LinkedIn company page, they are likely, it's like a chamber of commerce. They're sharing events. Yep. They're sharing upcoming things. And I will start, if they have events, you can actually see the people that say that's attending and yeah. you can actually message them, even if you're not a first degree connection. So mm -hmm. you can start a conversation with them. It's kind of like comments in a, in a post, right? So you can have a conversation with these folks that will be attending those events. You can start to connect with those local people. So local, if you sell locally, Make sure your digital footprint is optimizing your local influencers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they may be in other places as well. So this is where you can take social selling actually outside of LinkedIn and then bring them back into LinkedIn. Number, Number eight, eight, connecting with everyone you meet and then nurture with them with content. And I, when, when I was selling other things locally, I would do this 
all the time and it works. It works really, really well. Connect with everyone that you meet. And LinkedIn actually makes it easier now through the mobile app, which, um, which Brent, if you will, you actually talk about that a little bit more than I, so, so you can put that more concisely than I think that I do, because I tend to ramble about it. <laughs> ah, well, yeah, hey, we're in sales. That's what we do. So the LinkedIn app, when you are on the LinkedIn app, and you are on the homepage, there is a little QR code all the way to the right of the search bar. When you click that, there are two tabs. There is one with a QR code that will lead back to your profile, and then there's a scan. When you click on scan, if you haven't yet, you give your phone permission to use its camera, or LinkedIn permission to use the phone camera. When someone scans your link, your LinkedIn profile will come up on mobile. When you scan their link, their LinkedIn profile will come up on mobile. Here's the key. Don't just hit connect, because when you hit connect, it goes without a message, and you'll never remember how you met them in a year or six months. So if you click on the, the more button or three dots, it's different on different people's profiles, but it, it's typically the more button. There's a personalized message. When you click on that, have a copy and paste ready. Like type something earlier in the evening, that just says, great meeting you at the West Orange Chamber of Commerce annual event. I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation. So now when you connect, even if you don't continue it now, in a year from now, you'll remember how you met them. Exactly. It's so, so, so big to do. And like I said, LinkedIn makes it even easier now than it used to when you had to collect someone's card, go back home, hope they remembered you, yada, yada, yada. It's so much easier to do now. There is a second piece to your question that I didn't answer, which was nurture them. Oh yeah. So have right. A, right, have a welcome message ready specifically for those folks. So now they connect with you. You go back, you know, you're back at your desk on Monday morning and you're like, oh, Jane connected with me. Fred accepted my connection request. What is your follow-up, your nurture message? Again, really great meeting you at the Chamber of Commerce annual event. Um, based on our conversation, I thought you might get some value from a podcast I listened to. This should not be original content, the first touch. Go curate content around maybe there was a speaker on a topic mm -hmm. at that event go find other content from that speaker that you can share right but personalize it tailor it slightly more to the event so that it feels like you really you know it's you're not pitching to them you're trying to bring them additional value and start the conversation that way Okay. Exactly. Number nine, something else that I used to do and that LinkedIn has made so much more easier now than back in the bad old days when it was so much more manual is holding local events yourself and then inviting your connections by location. So back when I lived in the DC area, I was part of a small group that started a, um, it used to be called First Tuesdays. 
where people would, uh, and it was part of a national organization. I don't even know if they still exist, but um, you would have first Tuesday events throughout the country in local markets. So it was a national organization, but it was very localized and it was a, a, a business local event, essentially. Sometimes you had speakers, sometimes it was just, um, you know, just mix and mingle. But this is where holding local events and inviting your connections by location, because people probably aren't going to drive you know, huge distances um, can really, really help you build everything that we're talking about. And it's very, very effective. And LinkedIn now makes it easier because they have LinkedIn events now. You can actually put events on to LinkedIn. You can refer people yeah. to that event and then they can register. And, you know, it's LinkedIn is so much better than it used to be when it comes to, to things like this. And I would have went nuts if this stuff was available now, then, you know, back in right? 2009, 2010, when, when, when I was really doing this stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about the LinkedIn event portion, because this is what's yep. phenomenal, right? And by the way, I am wholeheartedly into for these physical live events locally, but you, you can actually hold a Zoom local event where you are bringing in local people, Right. But the event itself on LinkedIn, the product, the event product on LinkedIn is incredibly powerful. The one tip I'll give, I mean, we've done complete podcasts on events, but the one tip I'll give on this is you can invite up to a thousand people a month to an event of your first degree connections. You can go into that event and filter all your connections by location. So you can get one list that in under five minutes, up to two, you can invite up to 200 people at a time with one click, right? Mm -hmm. So five clicks and you can invite a thousand of your local people, if you have that many, that are first degree connections to that event. And that's what I think is outstanding. It's so, so powerful what you can do now uh, compared to before. And it, it only helps you out. So our last one, uh, number 10, we, we kind of buried the lead here a little bit because this one is hugely important too. And this is nurturing with content by adding value and education. And this is where we get back to some of the things that we talk about all of the time with content sharing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the same basic thing. You're just doing it as a B2C type rather than a B2B type. Yeah. And you want to make sure, interestingly, there's two types of content because there's two types of people that you're targeting on LinkedIn. So I, one, of, one of our financial professionals that we worked with really went head on with the referral partners. So she created a checklist for CPAs, for tax attorneys of, uh, you know, the 10 things, right, CPAs should ask to identify if there are gaps in financial planning. Although she works with the families and the individuals, the fact that she created content for those referral partners was huge. And she used that more than the B2C content. It was yep. really a B2B piece of content, yep. the B2B2C, which I yep. love. That was brilliant. <laughs> yep. So, right. So, so you can absolutely educate your consumer, but also recognize if a big piece of your outreach is to referral partners, make sure 
you're providing thought leadership for them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're B2C, don't be afraid of this stuff. You can do it. And we've given you the 10 steps for you to do it. So go out there and be successful because that's what we ultimately want for everyone who is listening to us here on Making Sales Social Live. So thanks for joining us. If you were with us live here on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, we do this every week. So keep an eye out for our live sessions. If you're listening to us on our podcast, so pre-recorded, and you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. We would appreciate it. If you'd like more info on our podcast, go to say social saleslink.com slash podcast. I'll say it again because I screwed it up the first time. Socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. We actually do two shows weekly, this one, and then our Making Sales Social Interview Series, where we talk with leaders and experts in sales, marketing, business, and so many more areas. So when you're out and about, no matter what, if you're B2B or B2C, be sure to make you social. Bye, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.